Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today, and be sure to check out the website on the product of the week, the Magnesium Brain Foods. I told you all yesterday, you all voted, and it won on sale right now on the front page of the website at healthmasters.com. So be sure to check that out for a limited time only. It will be on sale as product of the week. And multiple other kits and specials on the front page. So be sure to check it out and browse. And people ask me, you know, a lot of times what we talk about on the show and what's going on as far as articles. You can go right on the front page under the daily news articles right underneath where it says help support the Ted and Austin Brower show and also brings up the listing for the archive shows and the times, the daily news articles where we put the links to a lot of the shows on the website that we talk about and much more. So be sure to check that out. Uh, as yesterday, you guys know, we talked into detail about essentially what was going on with this CDC debacle as far as the CDC committee coming in and voting to allow the COVID injection to be added on the shot schedule. Well, yesterday they voted to allow it to be voted on today to go on the schedule. So yesterday, in a vote of 15 to 0, they voted to add the COVID vaccine to the Vaccine for Children's Program schedule voting block, which is going to be done today. This is by far one of the most indefensible decisions of the pandemic, allegedly, plandemic I call it. The CDC Advisory Committee unanimously voted Wednesday to add the COVID-19 vaccine to the Vaccines for Children's program, while the committee is voting today on whether to actually add the vaccine to the vaccine schedule. This is pretty much guaranteed and solidified yesterday. They're not going to vote anything different than they did yesterday. I mean, 15 to 0 with no opposition. Now, this, again, is not going to automatically create mandates for students to have to get the COVID shot. But it was going to do is it's going to undoubtedly influence school districts, cities, states to be able to use this decision as a justification to mandate the RNA vaccine to enter for their school and basically entry requirements. This is what it's doing. The CDC is giving the schools that are run by, in most cases, by communist individuals, the mandate to do this. Now, what they're also going to do, and they're not discussing this in this aspect of a lot of these articles they're talking about, they're allowing the shot to be added on the pediatrician shot schedule. This is the big one that I talked to you about yesterday in detail. They're going to now allow this shot for the pediatricians to recommend, which means they're going to pretty much try to forcibly inject these children like they always do, coerce you very aggressively into making sure your children have this shot, onto the schedule all the way starting at six months old. Now, this is insane because it's unjustified by any evidence or common sense or need at all, adding this onto the shot schedule. Children have an astonishingly low risk of serious complications from COVID. I've talked to you guys about that in detail. I mean, there's other things that are much, much, much worse than COVID, yet they're not at all difficult as far as to get an immunity towards. And what's crazy about this is the entire concept of certain things that are much more you know, easy to get and much more as far as side effects, like say measles, There's no ability for this shot to actually prevent infection or transmit from others. This shot doesn't give you an immunity towards COVID. They've clearly said that. There is no concept of anything in this shot that actually helps you have an immunity or an immunization towards COVID at all. It does none of the such. They don't even try to act like it does. It just suddenly may help reduce your symptoms once you catch COVID. That's what they say. 
Well, as we have researched and we have now all found out very, very, very clearly, this shot isn't even designed to do that. This shot is designed to infect you with your body to make sure you start producing massive amount of spike proteins and you become chronically ill and if not die. And as we talked about yesterday, numerous research is becoming out now on issues with fertility, menstruation, testicular function, sperm count. I've gone into detail about that for months. So any conceivable rationale to add an mRNA gene therapy shot to a routine childhood vaccine schedule would have to rely on the ability to prevent infection in the first place, right? But it doesn't. The CDC advisory signed off on making it part of this program, releasing Pfizer and Moderna from all liability, creating the rationale for future contracts and purchase even more vaccines now. They just solidified yesterday pretty much that they are going to allow Pfizer to continue to rake in billions of dollars off injecting children with RNA gene therapy that is causing horrific side effects in every age category all across the country and the globe. I mean, we even have the Surgeon General from Florida come out and put a huge, huge statement a couple weeks ago stating there is a 84% higher chance of cardiac death in adult men ages 18 to 39 right after they get the shot within 28 days. We do not recommend you get the shot, period. But we're going to start injecting it in six-month-olds now and continue to inject them all the way through their lifespan. And in most cases, you're going to see schools try to mandate the shot. Now, remember, in states like Florida, we have the religious exemption form, which are very easy to get. Some other states, you can also do the same. I encourage people to go and get those anytime they have a question about vaccines, even if they aren't even sure about it. Go get the vaccine exemption form. Just go get it religious exemption and have it on hand and make sure it's there because there's going to be a point in time where a lot of people are starting to wake up and realize this is not a joke anymore. This is clearly not about health at all. This is not about public safety. This definitely is not about preventing transmission or building immunity whatsoever. This is simply about building a massive multi-billion dollar profit schedule for Pfizer every single year, along with causing detrimental side effects to these young children. The CDC is completely and totally a out-of-scope regulatory alphabet agency that has not been voted on as far as the individuals on this panel. Remember that. This CDC advisory panel, they haven't been voted for. They were on a ballot. Walensky, the CDC director, she hasn't been voted for. This, these alphabet agencies are complete travesties to a constitutional republic. And let me explain this to you very briefly. In the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and a lot of the writings allowing the founding fathers describing what they built with the Constitutional Republic, it was designed to be a government by the people for the people. Anybody that had any type of control or clout or say or aspect of changing policy, of trying to make people do things, of taxing, of going in and regula regulating things, they were all designed in most cases to have some aspect of being held accountable by the people. When you have somebody that's voted in power, like, say, Walensky from the CDC director, if she was on the ballot coming up in two weeks, oh, <laughs> I can guarantee you there'd be a whole different story that she'd be singing right now. Same thing with these advisory panels that are on the CDC. If we were actually had the ability to vote for the people that are pretty much telling you vaccine mandated policy for young children to go into the schools and the pediatricians, because remember, this shot, once it goes on the schedule of pediatricians, pediatricians are now going to have the ability to drop you as a patient, drop the child as a pediatric patient if you do not get this shot. 
I've told you guys about that in detail when Lana took Kendall into one of the pediatricians that we know uh, that were recommended to us around here. I'm not going to mention any names. And uh, basically because Kendall was having an issue with a cough. And so – and she's gotten way past now. She's super healthy. But we just wanted to go in and check her make sure she didn't have any issues with pneumonia because she was like two and a half at the time. And a lot of people were getting sick at that point in time. And so we went and checked on her. And, of course, they checked on her, and they said she had a little bit of fluid in her lungs, but everything was fine. It was basically sounded like it was healing up. And, of course, the first thing the doctor wanted to do, he goes, well, has she had all of her shots? Shots. And Lena goes, well, no, she hasn't any of the shots. Doctor goes, whoa. Well, I, like, she, she's got to get her shots today right now. She's got to get her updated booster. She's got to get all these shots right now. Lena goes, no, she's not getting any shots. You're not injecting my daughter. I'm coming in here telling you she has a cough, and the first thing you tell me is she needs to get injected? Well, I'm, we're no longer going to be able to see you anymore as a patient after today if uh, she doesn't get on the shot schedule. And said it in a real derogatory, almost like a blackmail sense. Like, if you don't do what I'm telling you right now, we're not going to see your child, and you're not going to know what you can do possibly. You know, she, she may be on her own. And Lana goes – if that's how you're going to treat me and you're going to tell me that you're no longer going to see me because I don't want to inject my child with dozens of shots that have not been proven safe whatsoever considering the VAERS report, then that's fine with me. I'll make sure I tell everybody I know never to come here. And they basically had at it. And Peter's like, okay, have a nice day. Goodbye. Don't come back. That's what they're going to start doing now over this COVID shot. So this CDC – this nonsense, completely and totally sadistic agenda they're doing right now. As by all means, not by happenstance whatsoever. And now you've got Washington Post and MSNBC. They're all doing damage control now. And they're saying this false claim the CDC would require COVID vaccines for children has gone viral now because of Tucker Carlson. And what they're saying is because Tucker Carlson brought up the vax mandatory for kids to get into school, which is what's going to happen. They're saying, well, it's not a federal mandate. The CDC is not mandating children have to do it to get into school. You know, it's just going to come down to the schools and the districts and what they want to do at a local level. But we're not mandating anything when, in fact, that's exactly what they're doing. They're doing an indirect runaround of a mandate. So they can say we're not the ones mandating it when they're the ones coming out and saying we're the ones who are dictating the policy. Remember when people used to argue with you during COVID? You walk into a building and say, you have to put a mask on right now. You have to wear a mask. Say, no. No, 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 you don't understand. You have to wear a mask. I said, no, I don't have to do anything. No, the CDC said you have to wear a mask. I said, sorry, bud. CDC's not an enforcement agency, ding dong. I don't have to do nothing. Goodbye. That's the problem. The vast majority of people have no idea what their rights are, and they think these kangaroo courts that aren't even elected individuals come out now and say, well, you have to do this because we said so. You don't have to do anything, guys. Always remember that. You have a right to say no. I have told you that repeatedly over the years. You have a right to disagree. You have a right to speak your mind, and you by all means have a right to say what goes inside and what gets injected inside your children, whether you want it or whether you don't. Always remember that. This is a really, really big deal that happened yesterday. Pretty confident, no matter all the emails, all the letters, all the voicemails we sent to him yesterday and the day before, I highly doubt it's going to make any impact. 15 to 0 unanimously, they pretty much told us how they're going to vote today. But again, this is clearly a massive, massive agenda that's much, much nefarious and much deeper than anybody can even imagine unless you're listening to this show and you're getting the real truth and real news that's happening. What do you think, Deb? Uh, well, you know, we covered it yesterday and uh, last night and I got on the phone and there, I think there was like 10 or 15 people on that list. I called them all. Didn't get one live person. A bunch of them just went into the main switchboard voicemail thing and a bunch of them basically said the voicemails were full. 
And there was one lady who basically says, this is not the right number. Stop calling this phone number. <laughs> I laugh. I'm sorry. But, you know, she got doxxed, you know, by Kennedy and uh, everybody was calling her. Apparently the number was wrong and she was really upset. And uh, I called them all. I called them all, the best ones I could get through to. And I left them all messages with the voicemails weren't full. If I'd have to go through some switchboard, they, nobody's answering the phone. But I didn't talk to anybody live. But I still left a bunch of messages last night. Do not pass this. Do not pass this. Do not pass this. And I was talking to a Harvard a PhD today and uh, this morning. And uh, they told me that if they had been on this committee, they never would have passed this. But apparently, you know, these people, in my opinion, are compromised. And then the uh, subject of uh, Swiss bank accounts came up. <laughs> just thought I'd mention that. And I'm not making any accusations. It's just that it's suddenly, all of a sudden, you know, we've got a group of people that can't even read the VAERS report. They can't look at the adverse reporting of what's happened with these COVID shots, and they can't read what the state of Florida has said about not injecting these young kids. And the state of Florida said they're not going to put this into the mandatory shot schedule for the schools, period. And, you know, of course, that's with Governor DeSantis in office, and who knows if we get another liberal in there. But I don't think we will because of the election integrity laws that we've signed. It'd be very difficult for another governor to come in and unwrap all that. So it's been an interesting experience, you know, getting through this and going through this. I want to thank you guys for all of you who called up all of those numbers last night. It only took about 15, 20 minutes. It wasn't like it was an all-day event. But the thing about it is that we're in a situation that, uh, you know, is unprecedented. Uh, last night I was talking to Diane via text, and she's one of our listeners, and brilliant lady, by the way, half German. Just thought I'd mention that. And I was, I were, we were going back and forth about what's happening to the country and how the elect are the ones that basically the remnant – the ones that you guys are, you know, we're going to be protected by God. But, you know, the rest of this thing with this country is going to be bad because what's going to happen now, these children and so many of these parents are just going to go ahead and just sign up for these these, these clot shots of these children and, and not even realize it because they're sheeple. They're not going to think through what's going on. And the DNA is going to be irreparably damaged here as far as in the United States, particularly as far as the reproductive DNA. Now, the good news is this if there's a good side of this at all, is that the children who are from the Patriot community who are being homeschooled, who are not getting the shots, will be left to continue to reproduce, and it will decrease the amount of people out there that are the liberals and who want to do all these things, all of these kids, because they're not going to be reproducing anymore, and it's a sad thing that they've done to their own children. But you see these same liberals going in and having these transgender injections being given to these kids and, and basically destroying these children's ability to have children anyhow. I mean, this, it's all so twisted. And I just want to give you a word of encouragement right now because so much of this is just pure fear porn. I'm, I'm going to say this to you, and I've never addressed this on the show. I don't believe the shot is the mark of the beast for those of you who've been forced to take it. I don't believe it. A lot of this, a lot of the alt-media people are saying it's the mark of the beast. It's the mark of the beast. You cannot be saved if you take the shot. I don't believe that. If you're a Christian and you've accepted Jesus Christ and you've been sealed by God, I don't believe for one second that the blood of Christ can't sanctify you if you've taken a shot you know, against your will or against your wishes, you know, because you're basically already saved. You've already been committed to God Almighty, and you've already entered into a blood covenant with the Most High God of the universe through Jesus. You know, I'm going on record to say that now. Now, does that mean that these clot shots aren't going to affect you? Uh, no, I didn't say that. The Bible says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives within you, and if you destroy God's temple, he will destroy you. It says that in the Corinthians. Now, do I believe that we have mercy and if we've been forced to do things that we don't want to do? Yes, I do believe we have mercy, but I do also believe that we should have never allowed them to inject this stuff into us. Yes, I've never done that. I remember I told you guys this a year ago when Biden was talking about going door to door and forcing these injections. I told you guys, this is my hill. This is the one that I'm going to die on. 
And I said, well, gosh, that's a strong statement. I said, yes, this is my hill. I will not allow that. I will not be forced and down and be subjected to this. I will basically, you know, I would rather just leave the planet and go to be with Jesus. They're not going to force me. This is not, this is not, this is not Dachau. This is not Auschwitz. This, this is, this is America. And we have freedom here and God given freedom that we were given by God almighty, our creator and the Nuremberg codes and all the things that they came up with after world war II, they're still prevalent and they're still relevant in my mind here in the United States. And I refuse to be subjected to a forced vaccination by anybody period won't happen. And I realized in a lot of states they were doing mandatory vaccines. I mean, also, I didn't want to worry about a mask in the doggone hospital. And he's getting his arms set. I mean, we got thrown out of the doggone room and stuck in the hallway because we wouldn't put a mask on. You guys remember that? We don't. We should have taken pictures of it and posted it on the Instagram account. Of, Here we are sitting in the hallway. You know, the hostess broke in hand because they threw us out of the reception area. But, but, but it's just, that's how strong we stood against this stuff. I told you I walked out of multiple restaurants and, you know, I, I, just, I wouldn't do it. I wasn't going to wear the stupid, you know, wet cloth over my face that was going to breed bacteria and give people bacterial pneumonia. I wasn't going to do any of that stuff. I was going to stand strong in the word. But remember, this entire thing, you know, Satan always comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. Remember that. But we have life and we have an abundance in Christ. This whole thing is giant fear propaganda. Now, are they going to inject these kids? Yeah, probably. They probably are going to pass this. Is, are people going to be willing to do that? Yes. Are we going to have problems with infertility with these children? Yes. It's going to be a massive reduction of the population within 50 years of the entire planet. Absolutely, yes. All those are yes, 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 yes. They know that this COVID vaccine is not even necessary for children, but they've got to get immunity. We told you this a year ago. Go. They got to get on the shot schedule. You know, we were the, one of the first shows that actually broke that information. I was told, oh, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. I'm like, you watch it happen because they've got to have the blanket immunity from the 1986 Vaccine Act that Reagan signed into power when he was senile and on drugs. And they told him, here, sign this. And so we have to understand that. But don't allow yourself to walk in fear. Believe God for your healing in all areas of your life. Believe God that for your spiritual healing, for your, for your physical healing, for everything. I, I prayed for you guys this morning. I had a really, really good prayer this morning. And I, and I know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and we can bring the country back. That may not be the same country that we started with. I'm going to be kind of direct with you about that because the country is not the same country that I started with you know, back in the 50s. It, it's not here anymore. It's, it's just not, it, it's not here. It doesn't exist. You know, Andy of Mayberry, RFD, is not here anymore, and, and Barney doesn't have a single bullet in this gun, and Andy's not running around, you know, with Miss B and Opie, that just doesn't that doesn't exist anymore, and we're not going to go back to that. But if we and I told this to Diane this last night, I said if we can have a true revival in this country, if you can get you and guys listen to me, if you're still going to a regular church, you got to get vocal now. It's just that time. You got to go talk to your pastor about these vaccines. You got to go talk to your pastor about the transgender stuff. And I, I spoke to another lady last night, you know, and uh, she told me that, you know, her pastor was speaking against the transgender movement. Just like Mark Rutland spoke against the transgender movement. Got so much blowback from that. I mean, he became our lead story a few months ago over Easter. All of this stuff, guys, is it has to be spoken about. We can't pretend as Christians that it's not going on anymore. We can't just you know, go, go hold hands in church and sing kumbaya and say, you know, oh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. It ain't going to be fine because they're taking the United States apart piece by piece, and we've got to stand in the aggregate, and we need a revival, and we've got to come back to Jesus. We, and that's why we talk about it on the show all the time because without Christ being in the center of what we're doing right now, without our relationship with God Almighty being in the center of what we're doing right now, it's all in vain because we can stop this Kabbalist Luciferian group without Jesus. He's already defeated them on the cross. We have the power, but we have to reach out and take, take, take hold of the power that he's given us. And if we're not willing to do that, it's just going to go sideways with us, which it's already done. 
you know, it's just it's crazy. And, and a lot of people are really getting into antidepressants now. A, a lot of children are getting into antidepressants. A lot of you know teenagers and millennials are getting into antidepressants, and they're saying that there's no point in being alive anymore, and the COVID's irreparably damaged them. And, and a lot of these kids are actually committing and actually contemplating suicide because they think the world's gone that sideways. And that's because they're not listening to this show. I'm just being blunt. They're not listening to shows that are going to give them hope in a future. And they see the world coming to an end as they had known it. And they see the world coming to an end as what they had seen with their parents and the ability to earn an income or to be blessed in all the areas of their life. They don't see that anymore. And again, and I've said this, and I'll continue to say it, it's because of the Johnson Amendment and what that filthy Lyndon Johnson did as far as pushing that through and preventing the pastors talking about him primarily from the pulpit. He decided to go ahead and do this as a Democrat, and they changed everything. He was part of that Frankfurt School group, and I personally believe he was personally involved in the assassination of John F. Kennedy, as do a lot of other people. Because, of course, he became president after Kennedy was assassinated, and he was also the one who was involved with the USS Liberty, the warship that was strafed 5,000 times by Israel. Think through this for a second with all, all these dual Israeli citizens in Congress. And that was the number one homosexual destination in the world. And how the Rothschilds started and the Rothschilds control our central banks. You got to see all that, guys. You can't pretend like it ain't real. That's why Kanye West got so vocal about it. But suddenly, apparently, he got too vocal and there were too many people getting too much traction with what he said. And so now they've issued a final little thing on Drudge Report today. And now Howard Stern is saying that Kanye West is like Hitler. He told me we always have to go back to the Nazis when someone starts talking stuff and starts talking about the truth. Apparently they do. And I've always warned you guys that that would happen, and it did again. That was Kanye. And now they're also saying he's crazy, and they're not going to give him any more airtime. Why? Because he was telling the truth about who runs Hollywood, period. It's the Kabbalist, Luciferian synagogue of Satan. And they know that, and they don't want people to have a bright light shown on them. And that's why they basically quashed him back down again. But let's talk about depression right now. I've got to cover this with you guys because a lot of people are really, really down. There's some things that you can do that really, really help to keep your brain functioning properly and to keep you in a positive mindset from a physical standpoint and a supplemental standpoint. The number one thing is cod liver oil. It's so important you get omega-3 fats into your diet. Number two is 5-hydroxy-L-tryptophan. Number three is B-complex. You've got to take all of these things. Number four is the magnesium brain food. You've got to have the nutrients. And one other thing that really works well for me is the adrenal support and the eyesight that we have. I think I just took like one of all of the ones I just told you a few minutes ago for the show after I had my eggs for breakfast. It's so important that if we do that on a continual basis, it will really allow us at that point to really – Keep the nutrients in our brain that our body needs and our brain needs in order to maintain you know, enough serotonin to feel good. You know, Studies have been done now that have shown that all of these people that are taking the Prozac and the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, that this, this serotonin hypothesis you know, points that the low serotonin levels in your brain are responsible for symptoms of depression. However, there's little or no evidence for this. A number of studies have debunked the serotonin hypothesis, which is the basis upon which drug makers market SSRIs like Prozac, Lexapro, and Zoloft. According to the latest research, the main areas of serotonin research provide no consistent evidence of there being an association between serotonin and depression and no support for the hypothesis that depression is caused by lowered serotonin activity or concentrations. The primary, primary effect of SSRIs is to superimpose an abnormal drug state over your symptoms, much like recreational drugs and the alcohol would. The small benefits seen in some drug trials are due to emotional numbing. The numbing effect comes at a steep price as it also prevents you from experiencing emotional highs and does little to counteract the loss of energy, interest, and motivation that has no characteristic that is are so characteristic of depression. Researchers 
the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has recently published the most comprehensive analysis of antidepressant clinical trials submitted to the FDA, including unpublished trials. And the evidence showed that antidepressants outperform placebo in only 15% of the patients and almost exclusively in those with the most severe depression. We've got to realize, guys, about one in eight people over the age of 18 are on antidepressant medication right now in the United States. I mean, that's a lot of people. That's like 13% with more than twice as many women taking this, about 17%, than men, which is about 8.4%. And curiously, though, only 7.2% had actually been diagnosed with a major depressive episode, a statistical discrepancy that hints that massive antidepressant overprescribing, as noted by Newsweek, which said, they're telling the truth here, all there is widespread agreement that SSR's selective retaking inhibitors may help some people with severe depression. These patients are a very small minority of people who take these drugs. Now, I'm going to say that to say this to you guys. If you're taking these types of drugs, you cannot abruptly stop any of this stuff. You're going to have to talk to your medical doctor to do this, and you're going to have to ask him to help you titrate the dosing down to get off of this stuff. But in the meantime, while you're doing it, take your cod liver oil. Now, you can't really take 5-HTP. It warns you not to do that if you're on these drugs. And here's the other hypothesis that I've seen as far as serotonin reuptake inhibitors. You have raw materials that your body has to have in order to increase the serotonin and to make serotonin in your body. In the, in the body, in the brain, you have what's called a pre- and post-synaptic bouton. And this, back, this it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a switch inside of your brain. And your body secretes secrete serotonin as a feel-good chemical between these switches. And then it gradually, gradually starts to dissipate again because you're not supposed to have that euphoric high all the time. So what ends up happening is – if you take the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, it keeps that serotonin longer in that synaptic bouton, which is like he said in this article, it's like taking alcohol or a drug in order to do that. Here's the problem. If this serotonin is not reabsorbed properly in the body, the raw materials that the body needs to manufacture more serotonin aren't there. And then what ends up happening is suddenly you have this, this manic episode that drops straight through the floor and you get unbelievably depressed. And that's why they have black box warnings on these drugs, especially for children, that you can commit suicide on these drugs. It's so important to understand that when you start taking these psychiatric drugs like this, and some people just take them because the doctor says, just, you don't feel good today, take serotonin, or take the, just, this is it. they give Xanax. They start giving all these drugs out to people because they may have a down day. Well, maybe it's a seasonal affective disorder. Maybe their vitamin D levels are too low. Maybe that'll help them as far as feeling better. Maybe they're up north and it's cloudy. Don't allow yourself to get put on a prescription drug like this at the whim of a physician without multiple, multiple, multiple consults with different people and opinions. It's really important. Again, like I talked about and we talked about last week with kids with ADD. I would never put a child on a class two drug like Ritalin or Adderall, which is a giant, by the way, uh, how should I say, shortage of Adderall now because the FDA only allows so much to be made and everybody seems to be taking Adderall now. It, it never put a drug on a child on a class two drug when you can get them off the red dyes and the blue dyes and get their sugar stabilized, et cetera, et cetera. Never, ever do that. It's really important, guys, that you think through these things before you start taking these psychiatric drugs and putting your children on class two drugs, which are in the same category with morphine, opium, percodan, and demerol. If you go to the doctor's office and he goes, little Johnny's a little hyper. We're going to put him on some morphine to calm him down. It'll work. Would you do that? I'm asking you the question. That's a very blunt question. Would you put your child on morphine because the doctor told you to do it because you want to calm little Johnny down? Well, no, I would never do that, Ted. Guys, Adderall and Ritalin are in the same class as morphine. They're Schedule II drugs. Schedule I's are illegal. They're the strongest classification that you're going to get. 
then you start getting all these all, all these antidepressants. And like he says in this article, it numbs the emotions. So it's very, very, very important that you try natural protocols first before you allow yourself to get on any kind of drugs or any kind of surgery or any kind of protocol. Very, very important as far as from a drug standpoint. you got to go natural first. If you got high blood pressure, why don't you get a little mini trampoline? Start jogging on that. If your doctor says it's okay for your heart, put, so we build it up to 10 minutes twice a day. That really helps blood pressure. How about trying some HGH stimulate? If you've got a problem with erectile issues, try some HGH stimulate. If you want to get stronger in the gym, try some HGH stimulate. If you've got a problem with lower sperm count, try some HGH stimulate and try some vitamin E and put throw some zinc into it and all the other things that you can do to help push your libido up. There are all kinds of natural things that you can do in order to feel good every single day of the year without the use of drugs. Really, really, really important. That's why I want to cover this today with you today. I want to talk about the fact that we're sealed by the blood of the Lamb, that God's power through Jesus and through the covenant that we have with him, you're not going to go to hell and take the mark of the beast if you take the COVID shot. Now, it could cost you your life. It could do that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and belabor that. But you just got to believe God for healing, and you got to take the right supplements like the N-acetylcysteine and the nitric oxide, which are, is our HGH supplements, to really push those levels back up again. And you got to keep your blood thin with the vitamin E and the cod liver oil. All those things can help mitigate the effects of these things, and we've talked about that repeatedly on the show. Austin, what do you think, bud, and what's your next story? Oh, you're, you're spot on with that. and that, I mean, That's one thing that I always continue to encourage people on is making sure you're circulation is really good and exercising even lightly is really good and small round trampoline if you're able to physically do so that's an incredibly good one too to help out with circulation and also with blood pressure because remember the body was never really designed to be stationary like it is for so many people this is why we're seeing such a massive uptick in childhood obesity nowadays you know children weren't designed to sit on a couch and eat lard cupcakes all day long and turn in you know 150 200 pound children when they're five six seven years old Body's never designed to do that. It's actually physically impossible out in the actual organic wild to do that. You couldn't possibly do it because the calories aren't there. But with all these foods they add, and they plug your arteries up to no end, by the way, you start having these children with their inactivity and basically all their food and everything else. They start becoming extremely obese. The problem with that is these children have a very, very difficult time when they get older with health problems. And this now is starting to be exacerbated as we see in the younger generation where more and more kids are having health issues. They're having issues with depression. They're having issues with their hearts, which a lot of that's the COVID shot, but especially in children that are having issues with obesity. So it's crucial you watch and monitor what your children eat. Now, I know it's not going to be perfect all the time. And I'm not saying they can't have snacks or a treat occasionally. But like Dad said, if you got a kid that's having real issues with hyperactivity, why don't you take a step back and look at what's going into his body? What's going into his body is more than likely going to affect what his output is, what his activity is, how his attitude is. The two go hand in hand. I've used the analogy before. You go buy a brand new Corvette. I think they're coming out with a new Corvette Z06 soon, if anybody can actually get one of those. Um, you know, The first thing you do if you saved up your money and you went and bought a brand new C8 Corvette, the first thing you're going to do is not go to the gas station and – be like, ah, 87 octane. That's that's still too expensive. I don't want to put that in. And I'm going to – whatever the cheapest gas they're throwing out in the back is it's coagulated. It's separated with ethanol. Give me that stuff where, you know, 80 octane, maybe garbage. You know, just let me put that in the car. I'm going to put the cheapest fuel I can buy possible in the nicest car I've tried to buy with this brand-new vet. You never do that. You would never in your right mind do that because why? Because you work too hard and save too much money to acquire this vehicle. Well, didn't your body deserve the same thing? Does it, I mean, wouldn't you want to put as clean as food as you can? 
even if you're going to go eat, you know, some junk occasionally, you're going to cheat, at least try to make sure you're getting the best quality junk food you can say. For example of that, if you're having a birthday party and you want to have ice cream for the kids, don't go buy the cheapest stuff they have in the clear tub that's full of mono diglycerides and hydrogenated oil and red 40 and all this high fructose corn syrup garbage. Go buy some, you know, organic green wise like Publix ice cream like they carry down here. And there's other places that have the same. Some stuff that they actually use, you know, whole milk and sugar in it. Not that that's really healthy for you at all, but at least it's better than shoving down a bunch of chemicals. You can always tell high quality ice cream by how fast it melts. You get some of that ice cream that it doesn't really ever melt. It just kind of turns to a, a foam, a phloem, I guess you could call it. Never really fully melts. Stuff has so many stabilizers and toxic preservatives in it. Most animals won't even eat it if you try to give it to them. Good ice cream, real churn milk ice cream with sugar in it, it starts melting immediately when you start eating it. But again, be aware of that. If your children are having issues, look at the issues that they may be getting exposed to with the food. Like Dad said, the first thing you're going to do, that's a great analogy. The doctor said, we need to start giving your child you know, hydromorphine tablets. We need to start giving them morphine every single day. It'll calm them down. You'd sit there and go, I, I think you misspoke, Doc. I don't think we need to give my son morphine because he's hyper. What did you mean to say? Oh, no, no. We need to put him on Schedule 2 morphine. You'd be like, I think I'm going to go see another doctor. I don't think that's a good idea. Adderall and morphine are literally right beside each other. It's Class 2, Schedule 2 drugs. They're right beside each other. That's how addictive Adderall is and how effective it is on the brain and how it makes so many different things happen in these young children but also makes them have lifelong dependencies as they get older. So be very, very aware of that. And also, too, I saw an article earlier, and they were talking more, and Dad brought it up yesterday. Be very cautious about what you're looking at on the menu and on the ingredients now because they're starting to produce more and more of these GMO burgers that are made out of total GMO soy. Dad covered it briefly yesterday, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is what they're trying to do now is they're trying to get more approval from this stuff over and over and over again from the FDA by basically getting under the GRASS certification generally recognized as safe. More of this stuff is coming to the market very, very quickly. They're going to start using this food now and start supplementing in other food and they're going to start using it at restaurants this is why they've started to produce this they they don't want you eating organic grass-fed ground beef they want you eating basically soy protein that's sprayed down with roundup and the amount of roundup and glyphosate and it's so off the charts nobody has any idea what's going to possibly do to their body except rot their gut this is why you're seeing more and more problems that increase now in Crohn's disease and all these digestive problems that people are having. It's primarily from the GMO food that's exploded on the market like an atomic bomb over the last 30 years now. So be very, very aware of that and understand and do research and realize what you're putting in your body or your kid's body. Because quite frankly, if you believed anything even remotely active about what happened in COVID – this whole thing has started to degrade so fast that why would you believe anything they've said now if anything you've seen has been a question or a lie? From the lockdowns to the mask to the six-foot distancing, they've admitted all of it now. All of it was a complete and total sham. Every single thing they did, they blatantly said we had no idea what this was going to do. didn't work. didn't do anything. We didn't know. It was just arbitrary. We just came out and said you have to stand six feet apart. Well, I told you guys before, I thought a lot of that was involved with the, the occultic number. That's why they had number six every single where you went. People say, oh, lost, you're being far-fetched. Okay. 
When I walk in a building and there's a six on the door, there's a six on a floor, and there's a six on the counter, everywhere I look, there's sixes everywhere. I find that a bit odd considering the fact that it was completely and totally erroneous distance that they said made zero difference whatsoever. But yet suddenly six was the one, not seven, not five, that. So these are the same people that told us all this are the same ones now that are saying we need to add the COVID shot to the childhood shot schedule now, even though the shot does not work at all to prevent transmission or stop the spread or build you any type of immunity at all. We need to add it to a immunization schedule in the old times. People that did this, quite frankly, they would have been flogged. They've been tarred and feathered. It's sad to me now we've allowed society to degrade so far in lies and propaganda that so many people believe the lie. And that's the issue you run into, isn't it? Once a certain amount of population, once you know, 50, 60, 70 percent start to completely buy the lie, even those that don't believe it and call it out and speak the truth, it makes it very difficult to make any change because the people that you're arguing with and the people that you're talking to – just believe the lie, and it doesn't matter what you bring up. You can bring up all the facts, all the research, all the clinical studies, all the documentation showing what you're saying is facts. They have no rebuttal, and they'll simply say, well, that's just misinformation because you know, Yahoo News said it was misinformation, and Facebook said it was misinformation. We all know those guys constantly are telling everybody the truth. You know, Facebook said it's misinformation, so you've got to stop talking. This is why exactly that's what they're doing to Kanye West. They're going to try to eviscerate him on the mainstream media now. What he said the other day and what he called out and who he called out for what they're doing, they're not going to let it stand. They always try to make an example of anybody who does that. They're going to try to either prevent him from talking or just basically not give him a microphone anymore. They're going to say every single outlet, every single you know alternative media, every single mainstream media, if you put him on, we're going to cut all of your pharmaceutical funding and your ad funding. That's what it's going to do. Because all circulatory ownership, all the guys that own the pharmaceutical companies, the same ones that add the uh, ad companies are the same ones that add the food companies, the same ones that own all of it. It's all circular ownership. That's how they control and monitor and manipulate it so much. That's why we've maintained complete independency on this show. People have asked me for, why don't you go and add sponsors? I've told you this before. Why don't you add all these commercials, you know, try to generate some more revenue? We could. I've been approached numerous times with different ad firms that want to run ads and commercials and sponsors and stuff on the show, and it would massively help offset the cost of the show and all the other time and expense we have involved in this. It would. It would probably actually make us money. The show would actually make us money instead of being you know, basically the, the lost side of health masters, but I don't want to do that. Because I know and dad knows once I do that, I've watched it happen every single time. Once I start allowing them to come in and I start taking their money, they will come in and they will say, oh, by the way, uh, if you don't – if you say this or you make this comment, we're going to have to pull all of our ads. We're going to blacklist you. We're going to make sure basically nobody listens to you anymore because remember, a lot of times what comes along with that ad revenue is they promote you more. They boost you more. They put you in algorithms to get information out there, and as soon as you say something – well, they just shadow ban you. They say, well, you can't say that anymore. We've, we've now downgraded your entire you know, show that you put out. It's not anything. It's not going to show up on anything. It's going to be unbelievably hard to even find. And until you're a good peasant and you listen to what we tell you, we're not going to pay you any more money, and we're going to keep everything blocked. You keep it independent. You keep it short. You keep it concise. You keep it free to your listeners, to your family, to your customers, and you continue to get the truth out there. There's not much they can do. Now, we get you know the, the attacks all the time. They call them the, um, 
from bots and stuff like that. We deal with that on a regular basis all the time. But that's why we have very, very heavily layered security with all of our systems in order to prevent a lot of that. So, again, I thank you for the continued support of what we're seeing right now is exposing the truth and doing what we can with healthmasters.com. And this is why it's so important we do the best we can because they just showed us today. They just showed us last night. They absolutely have no care whatsoever about safety, whatsoever. This has never been about safety, never been about public health. It has been 100% about control and submission of the general public and to see how far they can take this and how much people will continue to accept it. There is no justifiable reason whatsoever to add a shot onto the children's shot schedule that clearly shows it does not stop transmission, it does not provide immunity, it does not stop children from basically walking around and spreading it whatsoever. Zero. Zero. So why in the world would this be listed in the childhood shot schedule when there's no significant damages whatsoever from naturally contracting COVID with young children? The answer is very clear. The profits they want to make from Pfizer and what they're wanting to do to these young children and what it's going to start causing to have happen to them later on in the future. Because guess what? Nobody knows what this bivalent shot's going to do. We do know what the first shot does. We can expect that and more, but we have no idea the extent. Considering they did it on eight mice, they tested it on eight mice. All eight mice contracted COVID. All eight mice died at the end of the study. That, that was the research. That was the top-tier research study, clinical trial that they, they said in order to justify rolling this shot out, my friends. Always be understanding. There are natural things to do to help your body stay strong. That is why the uh, immune kit that we put together, the vitamin C, the D3, and the zinc, it was such an effective stack, and it still has and it still will be our go-to all the time if you catch something. Let your body do what it naturally does. Let it build its natural immune system. Give it the raw ingredients to produce what it needs, like Dad said earlier, the 5-HTP and the B-complex. Your brain needs that, man. Your brain needs it to focus. Your brain needs it for serotonin. Your brain needs it to be able to function properly. Give it what it needs before you start going to these far, far hardcore drugs to start going in and changing the entire chemistry of your brain. Because as I've seen repeatedly with customers and listeners and friends, all those drugs have side effects, and most of them are much more worse and much more intended than what they were actually there to stop. Not saying there can't be a useful purpose to them in some occasion, but for the most part, they're massively, massively overprescribed, and there's a reason why the pharmaceutical industrial complex generates over half a trillion dollars every single year. It's because they like to sell drugs. The more people that are on drugs, the more money they sell. Not the healthier people get. <laughs> Those two are not – they do not go together at all. They're mutually exclusive. They don't care about health. They don't care about safety. It's all about record profits at the expense of the American populace. Don't be that mindless person that just follows what somebody tells you to do because the CDC says wear a mask. Could care less because the doctor says go take this drug right now. You have to do it. You don't have to listen to anything. Do your own research and make your own conclusion. What do you think, Deb? Uh, years ago, often I used to read the Financial Times until I realized he's just done a globalist mouthpiece. And There was one interesting article I pulled out and I used it at a bunch of seminars and TV shows. And I wish I'd have kept it. It's probably laying around here somewhere because I used to read the hard paper. And it basically said that the major manufacturers were now looking for drugs for cancer that would make a cancer continue to go on for years, if not decades, to increase their profits. They wanted to treat cancer like diabetes. In other words, the person would go on a cancer drug and never come off of it like insulin because so they saw that as their best fiduciary responsibility to massively increase the drug stream profits. Now, you think, well, they can't really act like that. 
they really don't think like that. Well, yeah, I remember I talked to you about earlier this week about the debacle with FenFen, the heart valve damage, and how they were actually going out and destroying doctors, actually targeting doctors that were going against what they were doing in their advertising. And I talked to you guys just a few days ago about how I was taken off the air with a lot of other alternative health broadcasters you know, back in the 90s and the first part of the 2000s because I was giving alternative views as far as what could and couldn't be done from a health standpoint. Uh, last night I had an email come in from a lady and a, a gentleman had ordered a bunch of my cassette tapes and, and basically uh, you know, CDs from when I was on with Marlon Maddox. And this was an interesting uh, guy I liked on Marlon. He was from Point of View. And I remember the first time I did a show was back in 91. And I remember, I remember our phones rang off the hook for weeks because we had a program that was called Walking in Divine Health. It was another home study course that I put together from a Christian standpoint. And what was interesting about this, Marlon really, really was a great guy. But you know, he ended up having bypass surgery, and then he really didn't change his behavioral habits as far as his dietary protocol. And he ended up having bypass surgery again, and he died shortly thereafter. And my deepest condolences to the family if they're listening to that because I really like Marlon, but I didn't want to see that happen to him. And I talked to him at length about changing his diet, but he didn't want to do it. And so you know, this happens all the time with people everywhere. They're finding out that they're having health issues. And they find out what to do from a natural standpoint, but for some reason, they're not disciplined enough in order to change their diet. If you know that you have high blood sugar, but you want to eat pancakes with syrup every morning, and you have your blood sugars at three and 400, and you have to take a bunch of insulin to bring it down, and you keep getting more and more weight, maybe you need to cut out the pancakes with the syrup. Just, I just thought I'd mention that, all right? I mean, every morning, I have three eggs, organic eggs, cooked in real butter. And it stabilizes my blood sugar all morning, and it keeps my blood chemistry really, really good all day long, and it might, the brain really likes eggs. I had a, a friend of mine, her, her, her son was diagnosed with ADD, which is, of course, the regular diagnosis they give everybody now. He's like 10 years old. And I told her, I said, have him start eating at least you know, three to six eggs every single day. Now, the problem is that the child likes to eat a lot of junk food, and the mother's now working on that too, trying to change that behavioral pattern too. So here's what I've learned. If you have a young child at home who's 10 years old or three years old or two years old or five years old, that child's not driving to the grocery store and buying the food. Somebody's bringing the food home. Somebody's enabling the child to have that behavioral pattern and eat that way. It's a lot easier if you just get rid of the food out of the house or if you can find a natural organic substitute for the junk food that they're eating until you get them used to eating healthier foods. Really important that we do that. By the way, I want to talk about this for a second because I've mentioned this several times and I want to say something about it. Paul K. Roberts came out with a really good article and he said our gold and silver money and uh, it, this, this is what former Reserve Federal Reserve Benaki says. He says, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, yes, I'm going to say this. Yes, they are. And, and so do Americans' youth. A while back, he said he posted a video of a podcast who would offer Americans a one-ounce gold coin worth about $1,800 for one piece of chewing gum only to be refused. The youth who pay with credit cards and not with casting to the money is digital. Consequently, a Bitcoin is worth many times the value of gold, despite the fact that Bitcoin's value is nebulous and can decline thousands of dollars in a day. But apparently gold and silver are not money for most people who are worried about inflation. And that is allegedly the serious problem that the Federal Reserve is engineering a recession and a pension fund that the big bank would wipe out and stop. With inflation high and financial investments paying so little, why haven't people sought the protective power of purchasing by gold or silver? Gold and silver prices have fallen while the inflation has risen. This is nonsensical. Part of the answer is that the U.S. dollar, despite high inflation, that this normally nonsensical relationship is because of the U.K. pound, euro, and yen are adversely impacted by economy shutdowns due to COVID lockdowns and energy shortages created by the Washington's, Russia's sanctions and operations shut the whole planet down. Donald Trump, to mention that again, 
You just let's go ahead and carpet bomb everybody. And these countries are experiencing their own inflations and over the sanctions and from the COVID lockdowns, they reduce supply and then cut off them off from global deliveries. Another part of the answer is this. The supply of gold and silver in the futures market where prices determined can be increased by printing uncovered contracts. We talked about this over and over. This is why I'm reading this whole article and thereby can be increased in supply like fiat money paper. In other words, as long as you're paying off in gold in, 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 in dollars and not in gold and silver, you can manipulate it. Because as I explained many times on this website, often in collaboration with Dave Kranzler, the prices of gold and silver are set in the futures market, not in the physical market where gold and silver are purchased. The futures market in gold and silver permits naked shorts. This means that unlike the stock market where the person's shorting the market has to have the actual stock to sell, which is usually borrowed, gold and silver can be sold short without the seller owning any gold and silver. What this means is that the gold and silver, that trade in the futures market can be created by printing contracts that are not covered by gold and silver. In other words, today's gold and silver can be increased in supply by printing contracts in the futures market where the price is determined just as fiat paper money can be printed. The printing of contracts and then dumping them into the futures market suddenly increases the supply of paper gold. A sudden increase in shorts in the future market drives down the price of gold, and the Federal Reserve and the big banks have used naked shorting to prevent gold rising and silver prices that would show the true depreciation of the dollar's value. Now, this is a problem. It really is, because as long as we've given these Rothschild money manipulators, these Kabbalist, Luciferian, satanic weirdos, the ability to create fiat money with the Federal Reserve Act, and then tying the dollar to the petrodollar and to the you know, oil and doing all the things that they've done is giving them the ability at this point to completely and totally manipulate the metals market by allowing them to run these naked shorts in paper. This is why your gold has not gone to 20000 an ounce. This is why your silver is not you know $1,000 an ounce. This is why all of this has happened because we've massively increased the M1 money supply since 2008, and that massive increase should have been represented also in the gold and silver markets. Now, here's the other fiat of the other thing about all of this stuff. Try to buy gold for 1,700 an ounce. Just try. Go ahead and have fun with all that, and try to buy you know gold eagles for that. You know, sometimes there's two and three hundred dollar premiums on these coins because everybody knows that they're being artificially pushed down by the paper market. So I'm a still big proponent of keeping at least 10 percent of your core assets in gold and silver because I know that if all else fails, you still have the ability at that point to cash that back in for whatever fiat currency they're going to be using to buy you know food. Now you think, well, will people take gold and silver? Well, some people would. The people that are in the know about gold and silver, they would do that. But the vast majority of the population has no idea what a gold coin is worth or what a silver coin is worth. So they're not going to want you to pay them in gold. They're going to want you to pay them in, forgive me for this, cigarettes or booze or you know fiat currency dollars, which will be soon worthless, or nylon stockings and black markets arise from all of this stuff, as we saw in Germany after World War I with the Weimar Republic. My mom said that they used to take a wheelbarrow full of money to the store to buy firewood and that it was actually it got to the point where it was cheaper to take the Deutschreich marks and throw them in the fire and burn them for fuel than it was to basically buy firewood she said it was 50 billion Deutschmarks for one loaf of bread that's what happens with fiat currency notice nobody ever said you had to give them 50 billion ounces of silver or gold to buy one loaf of bread and the people in the know back then they ingested they invested in blue chip stocks they invested in gold and silver they invested in commodities that maintain some type of value, and they got past all the Bible Republic nonsense. But a lot of the other people who were basically investing in the government, investing in the banks, investing in all this other stuff, they lost everything. 
they were coming in and giving grand pianos away, which is the day would be twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for the grand piano for a bag of potatoes. My mom went through this. She told me about this. My father told me about this. He warned me, warned me back in the eighties about the issues of new money and warned me what the Federal Reserve was doing forty years ago. So guys, it's upon us now. So be very, very careful with your assets. Be very, very careful where you put your money because quite frankly, a lot of these banks are very desperate because of liquidity issues. And when they're desperate with liquidity issues, they may start putting your money in places where you can't get it back. Always remember that. It's very, very critical. And one more quick statement I want to make real quick. Lou Rockwell and Ron Paul wrote an interesting article and it said, destroy the economy, win a Nobel Prize. Former Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke, a 2022 recipient of the Nobel Prize in Economics for his writings on how government should respond to bank failures, honoring Bernanke for his advice on what the government should do when banks fail is like giving a fire safety award to an arsonist. Bernanke was the Fed chairman when the housing bubble created by his predecessor, Alan Greenspan, in the wake of the bursting of Greenspan's tech bubble in the 9-11 attacks exploded. When the housing market collapsed, Bernanke worked with Congress and the Bush administration to bail out Big banks and Wall Street firms. Wow. Go ahead and read this article. It's very, very well written. Guys, I love you. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. I had a really good prayer for you this morning. I love you, and I really, really appreciate you. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. That's, that's a great analogy with that and with the harshness, but it's, it's spot on when you see a lot of this stuff here. It's like people that have gone in and you know commended Fauci coming in and saying, oh, uh, he did all these good things, and he locked the you know, country down, and he did this, and he did that, and all of a sudden, it's like, dude, he's the one that did started all the problems, and then he comes out and says, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't do I didn't do any of that. I never recommend anything with lockdowns. I didn't do any of that. It's typical gaslighting in its highest element. We've seen it happen now for years and years, and it's becoming more and more prevalent. You're seeing it now in the mainstream media where certain things occur, certain things come out, an article happens calling out something, and they simply go, well, that's not true. That's not happening. We're not censoring anything. That, we're not doing that. That's just misinformation. This is what they do, and they regularly do. When they have something that they can't control the narrative on, they simply classify it as this now. It's the new conspiracy theory term. You saw that you know, what, in the 90s when the CIA came up with the term conspiracy theory. It was that, oh, well, this is just discredits them. So they come up with a term, so as soon as somebody mentions it or references to that event or that thing happening – Oh, it's conspiracy theory. Well, that term's burned out. So now it's just misinformation or disinformation. It makes it even easier because, the, like I said, conspiracy theory is gone. So this is the next phase of the censorship of coming in and saying, well, that's just misinformation. It's, it's not true the CDC is mandating the shot. No, they're adding it to the shot schedule to give complete and total plausible deniability and also full immunity to the vaccine manufacturers. And in turn, you're going to have the states and the cities and the school districts follow suit to this vaccine requirement recommendation. And like in California, you can't even get a religious exemption anymore for your kids. So theoretically, in California, they're going to force children to get this COVID shot when they go into school at five years old. And there's not going to be any type of exemption from it, even though the shot does absolutely nothing to protect anybody. This is why it is so important we keep getting the truth out there and you keep supporting your states and your counties and areas that you know you can actually make change. And I've told you before, California is pretty much a failed state, as sad as it is. I know people out there still. It's a beautiful state. The weather's amazing. It's sad they had to ruin such a nice state. And a lot of people in North California still can't stand what's going on. But overall, it's state policy. So it's so, so important that people continue to stay educated on what really is happening right now because you can't get pretty much anything from the mainstream media. Uh, I mean they 
they intentionally do everything they can to twist and distort and gaslight any facts that come out. So be sure to get the truth out there. Thank you again for the support. Also, too, in other news, I thought this was interesting. The United States Air Force had an F-35 crash and explode into flames at the end of a runway near the Salt Lake City base after the pilot ejected from the $80 million fighter jet. What's interesting about this, they said the cause of the crash is yet to be determined, but from the photos, the air photos, you can see big billow out of the – the uh, runway, and what's interesting is F-35s. I think it's like $100 million planes. Um, they're, they're big, 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 big planes. They're really, really cool planes too, advanced technology on them. But what's interesting is what in the world caused that thing to wreck? You know, I know the space-based weapon platforms they've been using with the directed energy weapons. Those things have been very, very real now, and those, in my opinion, are going to be kind of the next war. Thus, nukes are outdated, guys. That's the thing that a lot of people fail to realize. The atomic bomb and nuclear warheads, all that stuff's outdated. You can't be strategic with a bomb like that. You can't go and say, oh, we're going to drop a nuke in the middle of the United States. We're just going to strategically wipe out half the country and all the infrastructure. It doesn't work like that. You knock out everything. All the electrical grid goes down. The internet goes down. There's no strategy with that. The directed energy weapons are where the next phase of warfare is and has been fighting now for quite some time, just like you see in Star Wars and stuff with the satellite systems they have. That's very real stuff they've been working on. They just don't want people to know about it. So thought I would throw that out there. Just something interesting with that F-35. Really cool plane, but obviously had an issue there. But thank you again for the support, guys. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the website, the product of the week, the magnesium brain food on sale right now. Also be sure to check out the advanced joint kit that will be on sale for the next couple days still with the hyaluronic acid, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.